You are listening to the Boss Business of Surgery series, episode 30. Today, we talk to Dr. Robin Tiger, the founder of Stress-Free MD. She talks to us about using techniques on our mind and our body to achieve a stress-free lifestyle and decrease burnout. Welcome to the show. Also, join me June 20th at 6 p.m. Central Time for Navigating an Important Meeting. Find more information at BossSurgery.com. Welcome surgeons. Residency didn't teach us everything we needed to learn to be a successful surgeon. While we spent our time caring for patients and learning how to operate, we didn't learn how to advocate for ourselves or navigate our career. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Vertries. I'm a general surgeon, certified coach, and founder of the Boss Business of Surgery series. This is where you'll learn those lessons not taught in residency. Welcome back. I have a very special guest. This is a good friend of mine, Dr. Robin Tiger. We've been on this journey together of helping physicians improve their lives. And Dr. Tiger, she is a board-certified diagnostic radiologist and founder of the Stress-Free MD. She is on a mission to empower physicians with self-care tools that are backed by science and research. She's really a leader in this field. And with physician burnout on the rise, you know, a lot of us are not okay. And, you know, we think that not being okay is there's something wrong with us. And then we're not exactly sure what to do about it. And so I thought bringing Dr. Tiger on here to talk about all of the things related to this, which of course is an enormous topic, but she has definitely some ways for us to start to discover how we can continue this journey from starting from not feeling okay to really starting to living our best life. So Dr. Tiger, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here, Amy. I love all that you do. I'm one of your biggest fans. (laughs) And I'm just so happy to share today. So thank you. Yes. And I'm really excited for all the work you're doing. I mean, and I know that it's going to be virtually impossible for you to tell us all of the things that you're doing because you're doing so much in the world of, of wellness and, and physician empowerment. But tell us, uh, uh, if you were to kind of describe a little bit about who you are, give us an idea of, of who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, it's sort of interesting. I like to call myself a burnout thriver. <laughs> and so I, as they say, made my mess my message. And several years ago, I wasn't okay. Um, Several years ago, I was practicing diagnostic radiology. I was married to an amazing husband and two incredible little kids still do. And I was circling the drain. I developed lots of what seemed to be disconnected symptoms that no one could figure out. And as you know, as doctors, we love complex cases. We love to figure them out, right? But I couldn't figure out what was going on with me. No doctor could figure out what was going on with me. And the kinds of things that were happening were new onset migraine headaches with intractable vomiting, vertigo, so bad. Someone called my name and I would just turn my head and the whole room would spin. You know, I had tinnitus so badly I couldn't sleep. My gums were bleeding. I had pain in my body. Like I couldn't even move. I was just so stiff. Um, I had reflux with like burning chest pain. And I had a really scary symptom. These intermittent paresthesias where my hands, my feet, and the left side of my back would go numb. I could be cutting up vegetables and lose sensation of the knife. 
I could be driving a car and lose sensation of the steering wheel. I could be doing a breast biopsy and lose sensation of the biopsy gun in my hand. It was really scary. And I thought for sure, right? As doctors were like, oh my gosh, I have a debilitating neurologic disease. Like, what else would this be? It was terrifying. And I was exhausted and I was, you know, not digesting my food and my bowel habits were all off and I couldn't sleep and very reactive, you know, and even recognized the things that were coming out of my mouth. And I started to have some really dark thoughts too. Like, mm, I don't want to live another day feeling this way. It was really scary. And I had three physician friends die from suicide at this point. And I just got really scared. I said, I don't know what's going on with me, but something's not right. And I went to every specialist you can imagine. Everyone gave me a pill. You know, we say a pill for an ill, right? So I had a big pile of pills I was taking. Nothing made me feel better. And I went to a mental health care professional who was lovely, but I wasn't feeling better. And so at this point, I had to figure it out. Like, well, what am I going to do? You know, Western medicine isn't working right now. I think Western medicine is amazing, but it's not doing it right now. And I have to figure this out. And so that's what I did. I actually figured out how to make myself feel better and to make all of those symptoms go away without the pills, without the therapy. Um, imaging studies were all negative. Lab tests were all negative. It wasn't anything that we learned back in med school or an internship, residency. It was something else. And I figured it out. Yeah. How did you figure it out? Was it like a, like an event or was it sort of like a process? Where was the turning point for you? Yes. This was about 10 years into practice. And, um, and I was looking outside the box of medicine and what we learned. And I started hearing about things like yoga, things like meditation, you know, things that I did a lot of eye rolling about. At this point, I was a gym rat. I still am always working out and I was eating pretty much a vegan diet. I was pretty much whole food plant-based. So I knew what I was eating was healthy. I was keeping my body physically healthy with fitness. And I said, well, what else is out there? And I heard about this, you know, class, this like five-week series down the road from my home, this beginner series for yoga meditation. Again, I'm telling you, I did a lot of eye rolling. People listening may be doing the same thing. And I don't want to go by myself. So my next door neighbor was a nurse. And I said, hey, want to check this thing out with me? And she eye rolled. <laughs> and uh, I said, look, if it's terrible, I'm going to take you out to dinner and we're going to have a girl's night. It's going to be really fun, right? So we'll get out of the house no matter what. And so the very first day, you know, I worked a really long day. I did a ton of biopsies. I read innumerable cases. Um, I got home. I put the mom hat on, got my kids fed and bathed and out the door for this 730 class. I could barely keep my eyes open. I was exhausted. And I walked in and there was this amazing anthropology professor who actually was teaching the class. And at the end of the session, the very first one, I felt calm. I felt clear. I wasn't tired. I came in I could, with one eye barely open and I wasn't even tired. And so my left brain needed to unpack all of that. And that's what I did. What do we do as doctors? We want to understand the why behind things. So I started to do some research 
And it was then that I saw in the medical literature, there were tons of documented articles on what I experienced. And basically it was learning how to bring homeostasis back to my autonomic nervous system to get that stress response down, that relaxation response up and to find that balance again. And that was what was happening. It was actually at a physiologic level. And I continued taking these classes and starting to feel better. The symptoms I described started to melt away. And it wasn't any pill that I needed. It wasn't any talk therapy that I needed. It was me needing to learn how to take care of me from the inside out, working with physiology. That's pretty remarkable. Um, and so it sounds like, you know, you being the typical physician, you know, scientist of like, I see these symptoms and now I see that it's working. Mm-hmm. And so how did it, you move from doing that for yourself, then bringing it to more of the collective? Yeah. So I got incredibly curious and what do we do as doctors? We want to learn more. So we study more. And I put myself into teacher training for yoga and meditation, never thinking I would teach anybody initially, just like, wow, I need to understand more about myself. And then I learned about the field of yoga therapy. So yoga teacher is 200 hour base level of training. Yoga therapy is a thousand hours over a three-year period. And it was there that there was so much literature talking about benefiting many types of illnesses, symptoms, and diseases. And I said, wow, that's just doctoring a different way. Wouldn't that be amazing to be able to really, really teach other people what I learned? So I first became certified over a three-year period in yoga therapy. I studied trauma and stress and somatics, very different ways of moving and working with our bodies. And I studied eye rest, which is a type of meditation initially created for our military, for Walter Reed Army Hospital. It was a very secular evidence-based meditation that helped our military relieve suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And it was found to be so helpful, not only for that, but for chronic pain that the Department of Defense declared this a tier one treatment for chronic pain in 2010, basically equivalent to taking pain pills. So I became certified in that as well because I wanted to continue to help, you know, with every aspect that I could find. And then after the body-based work became so, so ingrained in me and I became an expert in that, I started to work with the mindset piece and that's where life coaching came in. So working from this bottom-up body-based methodology, as well as a top-down mindset methodology to stress relief and putting that all together, recognizing my original diagnosis that we all missed was a whopping case of chronic stress and that the way we needed to relieve it was to learn how to balance our physiology and to manage our mind. And so putting that all together, that's how I help our colleagues by teaching them what I learned. And what a remarkable journey that you have, and you have so much to offer. And I don't know how I missed you. I was at Walter Reed up until 2017, especially a population that is so needed, uh, the the chronic stress and chronic pain, all, all the things that we saw throughout the wars that we've had. So if a physician and a surgeon you know, is interested in where to start, where would you recommend that they start? Yeah. So first of all, I have several surgeons that I've worked with as clients and One of the things that I do is I'm the self-care 
expert, the key opinion leader in self-care for a surgical app called um, Surgeon. It's spelled like surgeon and imagine the O-N is capitalized, Surgeon. Um, and, you know, I offer several free videos to start, right? So the thing is, it's not your fault that you don't know all these things I'm talking about because you were never taught them. And I find that there's a lot of blame and shame, particularly with surgeons saying, you know, I I just never knew any of that stuff, you know, and I said, it's not your fault, right? So we can't know what we weren't taught. So me feeling this huge education gap. So I just created a quick series of four or five minute videos where I start to teach some tools just to get people acclimated to how to feel better by themselves, you know, how to work with your physiology, how to work with your mind. You know, it's not taking an hour yoga class. It's me extrapolating the concepts that I've learned and putting them into short, actionable bites of information so that the very busy physician can learn quickly and implement them quickly. So that's how I usually start. I just let people have some just some free content and say, try some of these things, see what's working for you, see how you can feel better quickly. I love that too. You know, especially the, the two things of, of, we think that we should know already, and then naturally some suspicion and eye rolling, you know, with these things that we haven't been taught. And I think the more that, that you're putting everything out there and really approaching people and, and realizing, I mean, this is the, the solution for this achieving body homeostasis and doing the mind work of all, you know, the, the doubts, um, and the ways that we hold ourselves back. I mean, this really is the way, and it doesn't have to be this huge, overwhelming thing. And in fact, it's little things at a time, just like you describe and, you know, ongoing things. I was actually just talking to someone about anger management and they, you know, kind of put her in this program and it gave her all this book to address the anger. And of course we all know anger is like a secondary emotion. You know, there's usually something underlying it. So many times we're given the different, I mean, solutions that are really are not going to be effective and something so simple and easy, and you don't have to change who you are. It's really just appreciating who you are and working with who you are is, is the way out of all of these things too. And I, I think that what you have is, is so valuable. If they sign up for the app, I know there's the, the free introductory videos, but then what can they expect after that? Yeah. So I have lots of different offerings. First of all, I have my podcast. That's also a wonderful free offering where I teach lots of actionable tools um, in many different ways. And, you know, I have several programs, you know, so I have CME accredited program, RX Inner Peace, a physician's guide for self-care where Physicians can learn these actionable tools beyond those that I'm already teaching in the video format at their own pace, on their own time. And I have group coaching and private coaching included. And I also do private one-on-one coaching. So I really try to create education opportunities in the way that doctors learn best, whether it's live with me, whether it's you know, self-paced content, you know, whether it's a combination whether it's alone or in a group setting, because everyone's different. And I think the idea of individualizing things is so remarkable because I've seen this as well. It's like what works for one person doesn't work for another because we all come with different experiences and mindsets and, and things like that. And being able to individualize stuff is really a way to, to make the most success um, out of every venture that we have. So what is your ultimate plans? Like, what do you feel like we as, as physicians need to do together and what are your next steps? 
Well, I'm currently working on a few programs. One is for AMWA, American Medical Women's Association. They reached out to me and they've seen my speaker profile and they said, wow, nobody's doing what you're doing. We have coaches here that are doing wonderful work, but no one's incorporating this whole person approach the way you do. Um, so can you, you know, work with one of our other doctors and create a program for us? So I'm currently working on a program for AMWA called Flourish, and that should be out in the next couple months, which is going to be incorporating what we're talking about here, particularly understanding that were coming through COVID at the time of this recording. And there was concern that as we know, that as doctors were really, really good in emergency situations, and then afterwards is when we have to process everything. And so we wanna help before that processing does go on the trail of turning into something like PTSD. I'm also working with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. They've asked me to be their lead faculty and subject matter expert in stress management. So I'm creating the new board review material for the next certification exam for next year, for 2023. And anything and everything I can do, you know, to present at conferences, to be at workshops, whether it's in person, whether it's virtual, I work with my medical societies. So it's just, any opportunity where I can educate is what I'm currently doing and continue to do to, you know, to, to try and crush what we know is an ongoing upward rise in, in burnout. Our Surgeon General just released this past week his advisory for, he calling it health, work, um, burnout, and focusing on well-being. And I had the privilege of meeting with his chief of staff and with his deputy of strategic operations as this process has been evolving. And it's really wonderful that his advisory just came out this past week that we can use as a standard and hopefully start to follow. Yes, I was just trying to find his statement. Essentially, he said that kind of mandated investing in our healthcare professionals is the way to keep healthcare alive. And I think that we forget that investment is so important and not just the system investing in us, but us investing in us, you know, especially I, I was joking uh, a couple of days ago about the stock market, you know, like we thought that investing money in the stock market was a good investment. Well, over the last couple of weeks, we've decided <laughs> that that maybe is not the best strategy. Like yeah. what is something of uh, investment that doesn't lose value? And of course, this is one of those things. And as we've seen since COVID, like the mass exodus of people uh, of saying that we don't really need to do this anymore. I mean, I do think that we are looking at, you know, we all know that there's a crisis in, in medicine of we are on an unsustainable path. And unless something changes, unless the system starts investing in the healthcare, everyone in healthcare, not just physicians, then, you know, this is not a sustainable path that we're on. Yeah. And it's not enough to say you should do this. You should do that. You know, I like, I think of education in three components, you know, we're doctors we think methodically, right. There's a lot of, you should not be so stressed. You know, you should be sleeping better. You should be eating better. You should be exercising. You should all of these things. Well, that doesn't help. Right. And then there's the because, and we love the because, we love the why. So our left brain says, okay, okay. But it's the here's how. 
And the here's how is where I'm living. You know, here's how is, is these are the things you can do to feel better independent of our broken healthcare system, right? So our healthcare system's a mess. It needs work. Surgeon General is recommending there to be changes. Those changes have to happen. And I'm not making those changes. I'm not at that place where those rules and regulations are being changed. There are people who are doing that. But I'm at the level of the human, you know, so here's how you can feel better and be the healthiest, happiest version of yourself. Because the thing is, you didn't come this far to only come this far. And we know from the medical literature that chronic stress directly causes most of the diseases in the world. Hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, cancer progression and growth. It robs our longevity by prematurely shortening our telomeres. So you wanna know the science behind it all. This is making us sick. It's making us unwell. So it's really, really our job to take care of ourselves so that we don't get sick in this way, right? So we just need to learn how. And as physicians, we deserve to be the happiest, healthiest versions of ourselves. We deserve to get up in the morning and remember why we filled out that medical school application in the very first place. You know, like, remember that amazing feeling when you got accepted, that amazing feeling when you put your white coat on, you know, that, that amazing, excited feeling you had every time you learned something new and you helped somebody, like, that's what it's all about. So coming back to that, mm -hmm. feeling that joy again. I had an uh, episode early in the podcast um, that was based on a post of asking, you know, why, why we became surgeons. And it was really remarkable because, you know, I'm, oh gosh, I don't even know how many, 11 years out of practice or out of, out of residency. And, you know, hearing like all the reasons that we did this in the first place, I was like, it kind of took me back to that, that excitement and that, you know, that wonder um, and all the remarkable you know, reasons that we chose medicine in the first place that we just forget the, in the day to day. One thing that I really like about your mission is, you know, we, we've all seen the, the jokes of like, oh, great. You know, we're in this like unsustainable, horrible system where we can't get anything done and they're going to give us pizza and a yoga mat, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, and I think that what's missing is the explanation. You know, I think mm -hmm. things like the, the yoga and the meditation that mm -hmm. given alone with any understanding of what the benefit is and how to approach it and what the point of it all is, is I think where they go wrong a little bit. I think, I think people do have good intentions of trying to help and they just don't know how to help. And so I think it's fantastic that you are there providing explanation and, you know, bringing it the language into a way that people can understand, you know, first that there's nothing wrong with you and that it's okay not to feel okay. That's kind of normal in this environment. And the solution is actually not as hard or overwhelming or inaccessible as it may seem. Yeah. I know. I've seen all those cartoons with the yoga mat. First of all, anyone listening, you do not need a yoga mat, right? <laughs> if you want to take a yoga class and do a whole class, that's amazing. Do it. But what I'm here to tell you is, as I mentioned earlier, I've taken the concepts of what I've learned and I've broken them down. I've deconstructed them into what I like to call stress-free snacks of information, you know, so ways that you can quickly feel better when something's coming up. And it doesn't have to be an hour long class as much as that's incredible. What I'm here to share is that there are quick, easy things we can do all day long 
to rebalance and to find that homeostasis again, whether it's working with your body, whether it's working with your thoughts. And most of the time, it's hard to work with our thoughts when our body is dysregulated, when our nervous system is out of balance, when our autonomic nervous system is not in homeostasis, it's very difficult to start working with those 60,000 thoughts that your brain has every day. So working with that body-based approach to balance your physiology allows you to think clearly again and to start working with whatever your brain is telling you. But that can be in a matter of a minute. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It's the misconception. I was going to say that that's something that a lot of people just don't know is that it doesn't have to be huge and overwhelming and, you know, hours of therapy or hours of yoga or things like that. It's just simply the awareness and then small steps. And I really think that the having this, the search on app and having your free podcast and all the other um, next level offerings is, you know, really a easy way to overcome all these things to really get back on track. Cause I think a lot of us have gotten off track for so long and to have such a, a simple pathway that's so helpful is just such a gift to the, to the world, which is of course, why it was very obvious choice to bring you on. Oh, well, it just, it just doesn't ever feel like work because it's something I wake up every day excited to share, you know, it's just, and hearing back from people and their transformations, you know, I love practicing medicine again. I didn't leave because of you. My marriage is better because of you. My kids think I'm cool again. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love going into work. I mean, I just, I'm I'm loving my food is tasting better. (laughs) You know, my body doesn't hurt anymore. I wake up not tired anymore. I'm clear in thought. I mean, I hear amazing things and it's, it's not me. I'm just the instrument by which education is really creating the transformations and just bringing people back home to themselves. It's not like you have to, it's not that you're trying to achieve this. It's just come home to who you really are and relieve all those layers of conditioning that have been placed upon you. I think that addresses a real interesting uh, misconception that people have too, is that, you know, with the coaching revolution, because we are certainly in a, a physician coaching revolution, is that this suspicion of like, they're just doing this to get a side gig and get money and they're going to leave medicine. And so many like you and like, and me, we did this for ourselves initially. And then we saw the benefit for ourselves And then we're like, how could we not show everybody this? And this is a way for us to stay in the job that we love so much, because I think a lot of us are finding ourselves in this job that we love so much. We forgot why we loved it. And then we looked around and not sure we love it anymore. And then we found all these steps to realize that we can actually tap back, not even just to where we were before, but like even from the beginning, the joy and the wonder and the excitement. And then we can show other people where then now they can enjoy their job. And I mean, really, this is the revolution that is happening in medicine. And it's these little, small, easy things to do um, that I think are the point that I think everyone's starting to get a little bit now. It's again, this little tiny things, you know, whether you're in the OR and need to reset, whether you're coming home and getting out of your car and entering, you know, your family life, you know, whether you're at the grocery store and someone's taking too long in front of you and you're wigging out, you know, whether somebody cuts you off when you're driving. I mean, there are reset points that are going to happen all day long. And when you know how to do that, you're just so much happier and healthier and calmer and, efficient (laughs) and joyful. Our left brains like to unpack stuff. And so I've recently been 
talking more about telomeres because, you know, I ended up doing a whole episode on it because being asked about this when I gave a talk at a conference. And so we have our chronologic age and we have our cellular age and our chronologic age is like, so how are you, how old are you? (laughs) And that's the number that we mostly, you know, give people, but the cellular age is how old are you at the cellular level? And several years ago, after studying this material for a few decades and following people like Dr. Dane Ornish and his work, reversing heart disease and so on, I wanted to know, I said, how old am I? With my tail between my legs, I actually sent my blood away to a lab to see. And at that time, I was 52. And um, it came back that I was 36. Wow. So at the cellular level, I'm 16 years younger than my chronologic age. So I had my husband wanted to do this and he's not listening right now, but um, also a physician working a crazy full-time radiologist position and balancing everything else. And he, as well as some of my other medical colleagues said, I want to see what my age is. And they sent it away. And guess what? Their cellular age was higher than their chronologic age, meaning that they were older on the inside than on what they thought. And so they had some work to do. So I just want to share for all of the, you know, scientists out there that are listening, you know, when you actually check to see what's going on on the inside at the cellular level, it's pretty impactful what this chronic stress is doing. And the good news is you can reverse it and let it go the other way. So I'm just a walking version of what happens when you start really taking care of yourself. It sounds like the best way to start is the search on app and your podcast, and then they should be able to find all of your other programs from there. Or or you tell us, where can they find all of your other programs as well? Yes, and certainly any surgeon can join the Surgeon app for free. They can find information about me on stressfreemd.net. You'll find uh, my free videos on there. It says, feel calm now, and you can get your free videos. Again, they're five minutes each. They're super short because I know how busy you are. I have a free call if you want to check in and schedule a call with me. I love learning about what's going on with you and finding the best way that you learn so that I can help you best. Information about my podcast is on that website as well. The Stress-Free MD Podcast. You can listen. Most of the episodes are 15 minutes or less because, again, I know how busy you are. And uh, information about the programming is on there. So if you want to hop on a call, I'm happy to talk with you. If you want to grab those free videos, you can do that as well. And you can also sign up for the app, which is free. Oh my gosh, Dr. Tyree, this is so exciting. I'm actually going to go like check out all of these things right now. <laughs> but I think <laughs> you can help so many people in your journey of uh, all of this too. So on behalf of all surgeons, I'm going to thank you for helping us really getting out of the stress and the overwhelm that we're all feeling in this current environment. And just to let you know, I mean, all the things that you're doing are just going to pay off exponentially for medicine. And so thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your, um, your tips and strategies and, and really the practical ways of, of where to go next. Well, it's really an honor being here, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on in the Boss Business of Surgery series, then make sure to check out bosssurgery.com.